Okay, shall I go? Mm, yeah. <coughs> <laughs> I haven't got my Yazoo. Does anyone else want a Yazoo? No, you don't need your Yazoo Let's right do now. That'll just that'll clog up your half-time No, it'll loosen the throat. <laughs> That's what all the pros do, isn't it? Yeah. It's like Pavarotti would just yeah. get a Yazoo down his neck. Here's a fact. Um, before a speech, David Cameron used to have a tea with 10 sugars in it. Wow. So and look and look at Jurassic it now. World for <laughs> <laughs> look at it now. Look exactly. <laughs> Probably one of the reasons he fell from grace. Underreported aspect of Brexit that doesn't mm-hmm. Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of the Little Film Podcast. On the mics tonight, we've got Ollie. Hello. Dave. Hello. And back by overwhelming popular demand, me, Adam Bayfield, as your host. And Patrick's here as well. It's good. It's good. Hi. (laughs) How are you doing, Patrick? Good to have you back. This is your first podcast for a while. Yeah. Is it good to be back? Uh, It's good for you guys. Because the reviews will be more sensible. You gave the pretty much exact same review as everyone else for Solo. Yes, but mine was brilliant that I sent in and then Adam played like 10 seconds of it. But anyway, you came back. Came back. Yeah, excited for these reviews. Well, what are we talking about tonight then, lads? Uh, Tonight we're talking about Jurassic World 2 Fallen Kingdom. It's not called Jurassic World 2 Fallen Kingdom, it's just called Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) That's... Such a loser. Let's do it properly. <laughs> Such a loser. Let's do it properly. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Wow. What, what a dweeb. A peanut is not actually a nut. It's a legume. <laughs> Form an orderly cue, ladies. <laughs> so pedantic. Do it properly. It's just the way you did it as well. <laughs> is that the first line in your Tinder account? <laughs> Uh, Few people know this, but actually, it's a common mistake. <laughs> it's not Jurassic Park 2 either, it's Jurassic Park The Lost World. <laughs> Let's get it, you know, it's, we're doing a professional podcast here, we need to have the correct titles. The funny thing is, Ollie's actually annoyed about this. <laughs> no, I'm not annoyed about that, I'm annoyed well, about the reaction. Seems like <laughs> seems pretty annoyed. Annoyed about the reaction. Yeah. <laughs> that broken footstool next to you begs to differ. Yeah. All right, would you like to introduce the film then, Ollie? Uh, you can introduce it just properly. Okay, Fallen Kingdom 2, Jurassic Park World. <laughs> okay. We've got it. Right, we're clear on that. Ollie's going to read us a synopsis just to... No, he's not. Who's reading us a synopsis, Dave? Hang on, can we have the title again? <laughs> correct. <laughs> Let's just keep saying the title over and over. Can you just say it correctly? Okay. It is an annoying title, though. Well. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> Jurassic World 4. <laughs> Len Kingdom Len Kingdom It's the director isn't it Len Kingdom Len Kingdom <laughs> You alright lads We've got some dinosaurs here um, Lenny Kingdom's at the helm This new film According to Ollie We need more raptors in this one So the film we're reviewing Is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom It's the Fifth in the Jurassic Park franchise And the second of the Jurassic World films Although Before we get into that I was saying to Ollie the other day, I actually think that the films should now be separated out into Jurassic Park, the trilogy, and Jurassic World, the trilogy, in the same way that the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit films are different trilogies. Interesting. So that is, that's the film we're talking about. I think we've established that. So Dave is going to read us a synopsis just to refresh all of our memories. Uh, but we should say, as always that there's going to be massive spoilers up ahead. Major spoilers. This is a review for people who have seen the film. But Dave, just uh, just give us a quick recap. Cool. So uh, four years after the Jurassic World theme park was closed down, Owen and Claire return to Isla Nublar to save the dinosaurs when they learn that a once dormant volcano on the island is active and is threatening to extinguish all life there. Along the way... Owen sets out to find Blue, his lead raptor, 
and discovers a conspiracy that could disrupt the natural order of the entire planet. Life has found a way. Again. Ollie's going to tell us what the critics have made of it. You've got uh, the, the scores from some of the big review aggregator sites there. I do indeed, Adam. Uh, IMDb, 6.7. Rotten Tomatoes, 60%. And Metacritic, 52%. Middling, would you say? Mm. Mm, fairly middling. But what do we make of it? This is the big moment of the podcast, the reveal of our scores. Marks out of 10 then, guys. Shall I go first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four. Patrick. It's a 2.5 for oh! me, Adam. Ouch. Is that lower than Last Jedi? It's, uh, Last Jedi I gave two. Okay. <sighs> Ollie. Four. And finally, Dave. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> 0.5. Just to be clear, that wasn't my review. Yeah. Uh, uh, five. Five, okay. Straight down the middle. So two fours, a five, and a 2.5. So we're not giving it sensational scores by any means. Let's get into it then. Dave, I think we should ask you first, because you know, as, as regular listeners may have figured out, uh, you have quite an intense relationship with Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, it's, I think, fair to say your favourite film. You said on this podcast once, it's the only film ever that you'd give a 10 out of 10 to. He wore his T-shirt to the screening as well, didn't he? He came dressed little up. Jurassic Park T-shirt. Yeah. Ollie, Ollie's giving you some grief over that, but... He took a lightsaber to Star Wars Episode 3. That's an excellent point. <laughs> so he's got no legs to stand on. As he walked into the car park of that cinema... He went and lit it up and just this voice just went, you sad twat. And suddenly it just went. <laughs> and the, the voice, to be clear, was just a stranger. It wasn't even any Some of us. Guy, yeah. But also then after the movie, I remember distinctly, this obviously came out in like 2005. But I do have a very clear memory mm-hmm. of arguing about the merits of the film with you, Patrick, mm-hmm. in the car. Ollie was meant to be driving us home, I think. And at one point we'd been arguing for about 10 minutes and we just went, Hang on, where's Ollie? And we just looked around and he was in the middle of the empty car park with his lightsaber going... Leaping. (laughs) (laughs) Master Windu, you fought gallantly. (laughs) Yeah, so so me wearing a Jurassic Park t-shirt to a screening of uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is not the biggest crime in the world. I was going to say that um, I was intrigued to know how Dave would review this because... Dave not only loves Jurassic Park more than anyone I know, but he actually loves Jurassic Park more than anyone I know loves anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> including their wives yeah. and husbands, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I would describe this film as an entertaining but disappointing uh, addition to Jurassic Park. I'm going to start with the bad. So there's good things, obviously. I've given it a five, so I'm not saying it's total rubbish. But there's a lot of things uh, in this film which really annoyed me. I'm going to give you three three things that really annoy me about it and then we can all talk about it I'll talk about the good things but firstly there was a load of advertising before this film came out about uh, Jeff Goldblum being in it he's been in a lot of interviews about it he's obviously one of the best characters from the first film um, Jurassic Park uh, and Crafting actor as well unbelievable what a legend coolest guy in the world he is in this film for probably about two minutes he tops and tails the film he's not really in the film he's just sort of they've added this weird sort of courtroom scene at the beginning at the end essentially to give him just a monologue uh to top and tail the film and i thought that was criminal under use was that just for the trailer do you think it feels like it was just for like the trailer. purely for marketing purposes it's it'd be interesting to know what his paycheck was yeah. for his it was a proper work. call-in performance wasn't mm. it phoned it in yeah phoned it in from the uh... and, and worked that out as an hourly rate because as you say, it's probably under two minutes. It was more like a cameo. Yeah, so when like, Stan Lee turns up in like a Marvel film, it's kind of like, oh, Jeff Goldblum's turned up in a Jurassic World mm. one. I thought he was quite good, though. I mean, Jeff Goldblum was good in the two minutes he was in. Uh, he was all right. I don't know. I, did, I didn't like... It's underused Goldblum, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's underused Goldblum. But he. But to me, because uh, I've seen him in quite a few things, like he did... He was doing Dr. Malcolm again. Like, I think he... And mm. his tone, his way of um, his sort of superior tone and kind of calm wisdom. I thought I thought he did it well, but I mean, it, it really is like two minutes. So if you're a huge Jeff Goldblum fan, yeah, don't um, bother. You are kind of disappointed because he he just isn't a feature in the film. So I think that let's, was, let's hear your other two. So that was the first thing. So that was complaints. kind of like they'd kind of been like, ah, oh, for Jurassic Park fans, brilliant. We're bringing back Ian Malcolm. He's not in it. 
I also read loads of things because obviously, you know, as I said, big Jurassic Park fan, read a load of things in the build-up to the film which said that they were bringing back the Dilophosaurus from the Jurassic Park, which is one of the best dinosaurs they've ever had in the series. It's the one, for people who don't know, who has the sort of gills that flare up and then it spits like a black venom uh, at Dennis Nedry in the first film. And they've never gone back and used Mm. it again. And it's amazing. And they go to the island to rescue all the dinosaurs and they just, it's kind of like it never existed. And I was like, why did they leak a load of stuff or people were talking about it in the build-up and then they've not had that? Which leads me really well onto my third point in terms of like the big, big negatives, which is stop creating new dinosaurs. Like Mm -hmm. the Indoraptor, it was annoying in Jurassic World when they invented a bigger T-Rex that could go invisible. If they just do it once, you can just about get over it. But then they're like, ah, there's an even more dangerous one, which we can create in a lab. It's ridiculous because dinosaurs actually lived here on this planet millions and millions of years ago, were actually like badass, really cool. They've got a concept where they can bring them back to life in the modern world. And that doesn't satisfy them. And yet they're not satisfied. It's like, ooh, what's an even scarier version of the raptors that we grew up with, which were all really scary? Like, ooh, Mm. what's a scarier version of like a T-Rex? It's like, those are the scary things. They're the, the real dinosaurs. Stop creating new ones. It's just like a weird concept. At one point, it felt like they ran out of ideas what to do with dinosaurs, so much so that they brought human cloning into the mix as well, which really annoyed me. And also just the reaction to it, when it was the big reveal that she was a clone, spoiler alert, um, there was all of a sudden, they were like, oh, cool. Anyway, let's (laughs) let's crack on with the film. Uh, And it's like, wait a minute, the first human clone in existence ever, and it's just brushed over, uh, really, really peed me off. I just can I just point out that saying spoiler alert after just doing the spoiler is like someone shooting someone and then going like a red alert there's a man with a gun it's already happened oh well it's like he dies at the end spoiler alert Patrick you obviously gave it a pretty low score there mm. 2.5 so you were not a fan give give us a sense of of your feelings um so yeah I'm I'm I think I'm fine with that score I thought it was probably sort of 3 quarters bad um, I think Chris Pratt's quite quite a good actor and quite um, he's charismatic, physically very imposing stuff. He, he does he does what he does well, but I just don't think he's very well used. Um, I don't really know where to start with the issues because, I mean, on a tiny note and somewhat geeky note, you've just mentioned the the thing of making new dinosaurs. The new one, the Indoraptor, which when they said, well, there's like a there was a titter in the audience because it's just a bit. It doesn't. It sounds a bit silly after like Indominus, Indominus Rex, which already sounds a bit silly. It's. It doesn't seem like an improvement. The one before was much bigger and could be invisible, and then it's like we'll make a much smaller one with just slightly longer arms. I completely agree that the magic of the very original, which is just a brilliant film, um, was that you had glimpses and like so many things. And weirdly, I mentioned this to Ollie before. Uh, the success of something like the Blair Witch Project or Cloverfield or something like that, where you so much is left to the imagination and you just get maybe glimpses or noises, that sort of thing. It's all subtly done. There's just zero subtlety once you just have big monsters crashing into each other and here's an even bigger one and then we'll be rescued by this one that's a bit smaller, but it used to be the big one. Um, It just becomes, there's no interest really. And think of this, the film starts... At the very, very start, with the darkness and they're underwater and stuff, I actually thought the image there was quite cool with the lights mm. and darkness, and that was okay. But then then you have an, a beginning which is more or less identical to the beginning of the original. And then straight away, you have quite a large, scary dinosaur chasing the guy. It's like, well, okay, so that's, that's really happened now. There's no build-up. And then where do you go from there? You just go mm. bigger and scarier and more teeth, and this one's more intelligent. and It just becomes this sort of fast where there's no there was no tension um because of that it's just monsters clattering into each other and 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 the overall thing they think more is better and it and it just isn't do you know what adam adam can attest this but when i left the cinema that night i was absolutely fuming like i blew my lid in the car like i just i I know we're not meant to talk about these films before we meet but i couldn't let it i just couldn't keep it in i was so angry screaming at me but anyway um so 
We try not to talk about the films, yeah. don't we, until we come on here. But it is always a bit awkward because we give each other lifts to and from the cinema. So, At that um, point, I had a, an idea for my score. And then I, I slept on it and had a think about it. And I think, for me, I think there's just under half of a good film in there. All the stuff on the island or, or and everything leading up into that point, I was really enjoyed. And I really enjoyed the opening. I thought it was cool. All the stuff on the island was great. I like the introduction of the new characters. I felt like in familiar and comfortable territory for a Jurassic Park film. I was all cool with that. As soon as they, you know, wave goodbye to the Bronchiosaurus when leaving the harbour and then they start cutting all the dinosaurs off, that for me is when it just dives bombed, uh, sorry, dive bombed into mediocrity and just such disappointment. Quite good symbolism there, actually. When mm. that... Uh, is it a Brachiosaurus yeah. dies in the in the mist? End of the and franchise. Left on the island. Yeah, death of the franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly what I thought. Brontosaurus. Yeah, uh, it could have been. Yeah, you, see, you call you call it a bronchiosaurus. Makes it sound like a sort of throat dinosaur. <laughs> Strepsils dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. um, but the I was just going to say that. Like for me, I remember watching the Lost World and again enjoying everything on the island. But as soon as they bring dinosaurs into a city or into an unfamiliar territory in regards to where a dinosaur would be it just loses it. And the fact that you had half a movie of this for Fallen Kingdom, I think really let it down. And and so I think that's kind of that point that I was trying to make. I'll let Adam speak in a minute. Um, but about the fact that you should separate, in my mind, these films, Jurassic World films from the Jurassic Park films, because it feels like they've had a very clear agenda from the start of Jurassic World that these films are going to progress into being dinosaurs out in the planet. And I think at the very end of this film, where they're sort of scattered across the United States with like dinosaurs everywhere. That's kind of where they've been going from the start. Mm, and I, I think, and I think with Jurassic Park, it was always about, you know, it's based on the Michael Crichton book and it was Crichton. Is that Crichton, Crichton. Crichton. It's books based on the Michael Crichton book. And it, that I thought he was a fan, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've read the book a number of times uh, today. And, <laughs> and like, that's all about being on the Island and like the awe of the dinosaurs and it's the real dinosaurs. Whereas this series is more about making a version of transformers, but with animals instead of robots. Hmm. While I agree with that, that I find that kind of interesting, the point that maybe from the first Jurassic world film, it's sort of starting a new, a kind of new trilogy or something. Um, And also uh, someone, I can't remember where I saw this, but in a review saying that, maybe part of the problem with this one is that it's sort of the two towers of this part of it. It's like filler because it's Jurassic world. It kind of implies there's going to be dinosaurs out and about like all over the planet. And we have to find out the sort of bit in between the park section and then them running amok. But having said that, I think it's a bit too sort of kind to say, okay, but we don't then need to fit it in with the other ones because it's still the same. It's still kind of canon they still i mean literally there's still okay so lockwood this kind of, well new and sort of old character and that he's the part sort of business partner of john hammond it's still the same story it's following on from the same world to me you're being it seems being a bit kind because for example that very start i mentioned it's like the very start of the very first jurassic park film but i think we'd all agree not as good when they're on the island, for example, there's a scene where they all, they say, what was that? And then they hear this noise. Is it a T-Rex? And it's the, well, whichever one it is, Brontosaurus. Again, that's just the same as the original. That's the first dinosaur they see and they're sort of awed by it. Again, not as good. It just begs that thing of like, if you're not going to do it better or do just things differently, just why, there's no point to it. So th- th- this, uh, this is something that I was going to talk about and in terms of sort of general feeling about the movie is you're, you're saying you feel Dave has been quite kind to it is there also a risk that you can be too harsh on it because Jurassic Park is so kind of wrapped up in nostalgia for all of us and so anything that falls short of that mark feels like a big disappointment but it's never going to hit that mark because you've already seen Jurassic Park definitely uh, so there's a da- there is a danger that like they're caught between a rock and a hard place in the sense that you will only be satisfied if it's literally the same. Like you're kind of sat in the cinema going like, well, where's the shooter? And you know, that kind of stuff. But then if it was literally the same, you also wouldn't like that because you'd be like, well, they need to do something different. Okay. But um, we've just reviewed solo and that's 
uh, a case where it's within that world, but I really loved that. And they're doing different things there. They don't, they don't feel beholden to mm -hmm. just doing the same, the same little set pieces. And this really does have the same set pieces yeah. throughout. And, and, and not just that, but other areas. Okay. The, the plot is just terrible. Um, and all sorts of things which just don't really make sense. I mean, the very start of the movie, there's that piece, which is sort of okay, the piece of just exposition, mm -hmm. which is that, that you basically start with a news thing, saying that giving you the whole situation. That the volcano that the volcano is going to yeah. erupt. Then you have, this is another thing, you have the character Claire, and she's just like had a personality transplant from the first one, where she was this sort of robotic corporate woman, and she's completely changed by the first one. But, I um, think she did change a bit towards the end of the first one. I wouldn't say that was a, like a like a complete change. It was complete change from the start of the first one, but by the end of the first one, she had changed a bit. I think, in fairness. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But all of the characters in this one, I think, are just paint by numbers, not nuanced at all characters. So you've got the sort of hunter figure that's the military guy. The Muppet. And the, the silly thing with all of this is that, quite apart from Chris Pratt, there are lots of really good actors in it. Mm. Toby Jones playing the sort of sinister billionaire, really good actor, in this, a bit embarrassing. And why I don't get the thing of getting a couple of British actors in to do their best American mm. accent, because he's a great actor, but I don't think he does it very well. And Rafe Spall, the same thing. He's a very good actor. Why is he doing this kind of weird accent? Do you, do, you know, do you just on the on more on the subject of characters? What I love about Jurassic Park is, in some ways, there's no like bad guy in it. There's obviously like characters in it with a motive to do something silly, mm. like obviously Dennis Nedry stealing mm. the em embryos. Is that mm. correct? Yeah. But there's no like sinister evil bad guy in it. Whereas in this one, they've sort of chucked one in, uh, or chucked a couple in. Three, and, yeah, I mean, and they've got that's why Jurassic Park was so good because the bad guy was the dinosaurs. Like, do you know what I mean? They the, were the, the danger, threat, the yeah. threat. But to give you the sort of epitome of how broad they're drawn and how little nuance there is in terms of baddies, goodies, there's that scene at the end with the auction of the dinosaurs, oh, and at one moment, so an evil Russian goes 25 millions, <laughs> and you're just like, okay, well, there's just take that one off. Also, the dodgy people, Russian. A few people have pointed out that you, you, you know you could buy like four Indoraptors for one Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. The, the, the can they play football? The figures were uh, slightly odd. Can I just come back? I will bring you in a sec, David. Can I just come back to this? What I was saying about you know it, there is all this nostalgia, and somehow unless it was literally the same movie, it's going to be a bit disappointing. I was thinking about this. It's a bit of a weird comparison. Not everyone will have seen this show, but. In, at the moment, we've got a new series of Arrested Development. And watching that series, there is a part of me that all the time is like, mm, this just isn't quite the same. But it would only be the same if George Sr. was living in the attic and Tobias was painting himself blue. And like, But if it was that, I'd be like, they've got to do something different. So there, there's, a, there's a problem there. So, so I think they're sort of stuck between a rock and a hard place in that sense. But that being said, I, I'm sort of playing devil's advocate because I didn't think this was a very good movie. I agree with you, Ollie, that like all the stuff on the island was at least watchable. Mm. But as soon as it got to that mansion... Lockwood. Yeah, the Lock, uh, estate. Lockwood estate, it just all fell apart for me, and it I just completely lost interest. And I also agree with you, Patrick, watching dinosaurs fight each other fundamentally isn't interesting. Yeah, and that seems to be what they're doing in both of these Jurassic World movies. It's just dinosaurs fighting each other. Just quickly on that point, I do concede and agree that there is... It's not just that. It's that also we're not kids now. Mm -hmm. So... Um, if I was 12, 13 or whatever, and just recently seen the, um, the original ones, uh, I might really enjoy this. And so aimed at a younger audience, it, you know, there are big action sequences and all this sort of thing, which, which might be enjoyable, but to people who love the, the franchise, it, it was frustrating. One, okay. So my, what the sort of gripe is, this is, this is quite minor, but there's, there's this constant thing of what was that? And you're just like, well, it's a dinosaur, isn't it? <laughs> At least go, which dinosaur is that? It's like, why are they yeah, you're right. Mm. Still, and you know who did it throughout? Who was worthless as a character was a sort of intern Franklin. guy who's actually like, he's the, he's the systems analyst. But basically he and the girl who's a paleo veterinarian, just like, they seem like interns mm. of this organization, which you then completely forget about. 
I don't know what they're doing on an island or who's signed their consent form. Uh, it's like, um, by the way, this thing's blowing up in like 10 minutes. Just quickly head out there. Then no, you've I, got the, what was that? Was and then it just does blow up straight away. There's, yeah, We've got, yeah, let's bring right. Dave in here. Yeah, so I've talked to a lot about what I don't like about it, but I, I disagree with certain elements of what you guys are saying in talking about how bad it is, because I, I think with this film, like the plot is rubbish, and a lot of what happens in terms of like the characters and and certainly you know Rafe Ball and Toby Jones is is all an absolute nonsense. But I do think, on the other hand, there are maybe four or five scenes within the film which are uh, actually set pieces. And I want to be very clear at the moment that I'm not talking about the one where the volcano explodes because that is garbage. I thought that was awful. Yeah, that is awful. Um, but there are there are probably four scenes in the film where. It's, I found it actually really, really tense and I really enjoyed them. And I was like, mm. these are good. The, the one at the start, I know you've kind of picked up on it that maybe they're showing the dinosaurs too early, but we've seen the T-Rex and stuff. And I really loved the bit where there was the lightning and it flashed and it was there and it was chasing him. And at the same time, you had the, the tense build-up going on underwater. And you, that was very good. And, you yeah. and, and so like... I, and I, I enjoyed that. And I thought that set me up actually mm. for a better film than what was ultimately I, I, delivered. I totally agree with you. Other other bits that were really good, the Allosaurus, like when uh, Claire and the intern were in that building that was filling with lava and it came down the tunnel. Mm. I thought that was that was quite scary and tense as well. Actually, that was good. Like, yeah. uh, and I thought the bit at the end, if they just hadn't had it, that it was an Indoraptor. If it was just raptors, like a gang of raptors going round mm. that house trying to find food and kill these guys like that was good it was interesting to see them in a house like going after and it was quite scary and quite tense it was a shame that it was this silly invented dinosaur but like there there was a lot of tension there and also when the t-rex was trapped and they were trying to get you know some of its blood so they could do a blood transfusion for blue like all of that those moments i was like these are good moments within a film that is unfortunately unbearable in parts yeah it's like there's like four like as you said there's like four or five good set pieces in it if you like but i felt like the rest of it was just stitched together with just nonsense and stupidity and just stuff in it which just made me want to scream at the screen the bit that you were really screaming at me about when you tore my head off on oh, the way home oh, okay. was uh, when the Indoraptor like winked at the audience <laughs> grins at the camera do you remember oh, that bit oh god you know, so you know when yeah when uh, the hunter whose name is Wheelie Wheelie I know this film well Ted Levine <laughs> Ted Levine is the actor Ted Levine, Ted Levine yeah. and Ted who's Levine. the character called uh, Wheelie so anyway when he's yeah he's in the cage in, with the Indoraptor firstly don't get in the cage with the Indoraptor secondly if you're in the cage with the Indoraptor don't have the Indoraptor winking effectively at the audience you know when it lifts its tail up and it's like yeah. it looks guess what i'm gonna do at the audience wink, and wink. grins yeah that oh, infuriating and it's also not the first time in the film that someone's got into a cage with a possibly not fully sedated dinosaur i mean also when he walks in and he's like where's my paycheck okay no so this is it so <laughs> I've, got, I've written a couple of things down because the dialogue yeah is something we've not really talked about but you've said the plot was terrible the dialogue was yeah, woeful. awful. The humour's yeah. awful like, as well. You probably so had those interns write it. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, I wrote three down. I don't know if these are word for word because it's just what I remembered well. uh, when I got home from watching. The one you just said, Ollie, is, Mills, where are you? I want my bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Wu, the character of Henry Wu. Oh, yeah, I mean, oh, don't they've uh, killed him. Do you know what that is? That's like, that's like who was in the original... Like, yeah. what are they all up to? Who can we get? Yeah. Who's like, cheapest? Oh, Henry Wu. <laughs> Henry Wu. Guy playing Henry Wu is up for doing this. And it, and he loves that he's in it. So he's like completely changed his whole character. And he's trying to be like really main baddie in it. He still, like in a film full of dinosaurs, he's, he managed to bite more scenery, chew more scenery than, <laughs> than, they, than any number than, of raptors. But uh, so <laughs> the bit where he goes, I, uh, was it something <laughs> like, you have no idea what's in stake here. I'm creating a life form. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Terrible. And then the little girl at the end, when she presses the button to release them, goes... That is the worst thing I've seen in recent years. They're alive. Like me. Like me. <laughs> I, no, it's this. It's, like it's, me. It's, it's, I had to. They're alive. 
like me. So I think <laughs> we actually all audibly sighed when that happened. Yeah, just I, painful. It made no sense. Well, no, that's the end of her character arc of being a... Uh... I know, but it, that line doesn't make sense. She could have said, they're now alive and they've been cloned like me. But just going, they're alive, like me. Yeah. It's just like, well, we're all alive, darling. Well, apart from all the thousands of people who are going to be killed because yeah. you've released the dinosaurs, yeah. yeah. Um, on, on. There, was, there was one other particular bit which had me screaming at the screen, unfortunately, which was where uh, Eli smothers Lockwood in his bedroom and the maid comes in and he's like, oh, I can't remember. He's like, oh, it's so, it's, it's, so it's sad. Been a tragedy. It's been a tragedy. It's been a tragedy. He's gone. He's gone. And then she literally walks past him, doesn't even get to the bed to investigate, and he just goes, oh, you must be looking for, you're probably going to be looking for some more work now, aren't you? Well, you can leave, you can go. Yeah, pack your bags, And love. then she just literally takes a look at him and walks out, and there's no other thought at all at that point. I was like, for God's it sake. Was, it, what it is, is surface deep. Yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah. It's like, she men- they mention in the thing, oh yeah, so she's actually the clone of her mum. And then mm-hmm. that's it. Like, well, that's there's what no, I said earlier. No I, other, I, that, I feel like we let that bit off lightly because I think that's quite a major part in that. Yeah, like, but, but that's the uh, crucial point. They let it off lightly. Yeah, because it actually could have been interesting. Yeah. So this yeah. is, the other word I've got written down is vacuous. It just the whole thing <laughs> mm. felt very empty and unsatisfying. And that was a shame because there's actually some ingredients in there that could have been, it could have made for a really good movie. So actually the idea of selling dinosaurs to... You know, like the, the, I mean, the auction was just incredibly poorly executed and like comical Russian villains. But the idea of like dinosaurs being weaponized is potentially interesting. Dave's shaking his head, but I I think that is. But Ollie, animals have actually always been used in wars and still are. That's actually true. And if you imagine a world where these dinosaurs do exist, I think that that is something that would probably, you know, that that, there, that would be the case. Just people the would be trying to weaponize them. The dinosaur auction at a manor is just... No, I agree. It was the execution, the execution is terrible. What he's awful. saying is that the idea is not bad. Yeah, and equally, the idea, the whole thing of the dawn of de-extinction, that's a real thing. That's literally, there's an excellent TED talk about bringing back, uh, sadly, they can't do it with dinosaurs. It's... The DNA half-life is too long. It's too long ago. But, Unless um, we get Dr. Wu in. Yeah, true. See what he's up to. But um, that's really interesting. And also interesting that if you bring back a species, does that species have as much... Um, do you have as much sort of... Um, of an obligation. Of to an obligation order, yeah. to save it almost sort of a second time as other species? That That's actually really interesting. But like you say, that's a really potentially really interesting theme. And just it's just like barely a feature and also like the the human cloning thing which you hated so much had that been almost the central part of the film i mean i know it's supposed to be a film about dinosaurs but it it makes sense in this world that that is happening and that could be really interesting but i completely agree with you she's like i'm a clone or you know this girl's a clone they're like oh all right and whether it's going to be like the focal point of the third film i don't know but i i imagine it's not it just felt like something they threw in there because they thought oh that's that's a cool idea uh, you already touched on this earlier, Pat, but the what did you make of the nods, like the other nods back to the original? There's obviously uh, Dave. It, were you going to say something on that point, or no? It's all right. You sure? Yeah. yeah. You look. No, you go. You look, you look saddened. I am sad. I'm saddened. I'm by sad, the film I'm, or I'm, by I'm, us? I'm, 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 I'm saddened by the film. Yeah. Okay. It's why I was. It's why I wanted to at the beginning distinguish the fact that it should be separated from that other trilogy, and in the same way because. You were saying that maybe it shouldn't, but the Hobbit films are treated as separate to the Lord of the Rings films. I think people, like I for one, think the Hobbit films are rubbish. Uh, and I think the Lord of the Rings films are brilliant. And i quite comfortable in myself saying the Jurassic Park films, definitely not Jurassic Park 3, but the first, the, but the first two I really love. And these two films, I've gone to cinema and I've been entertained watching them, but overall they've left me quite exasperated. Do you know, it made me feel at the end though, like... I do. I really wish they'd done is not not make it. like E. T. left it as a standalone film. Well, absolutely. So Jurassic Park as a standalone film is an amazing piece of cinema. Yeah, leave it there because you don't need the rest of well, it. I don't need the rest of it. The only thing I would say about that is there is the Lost World book, which is actually again very different, another though. very entertaining book. So I, I don't have a problem with them taking the element. But like you're you're right. Like the idea of Jurassic World, I thought was quite good what would you do if there was an operational park and everything went wrong? They ruined it by having the Indominus Rex as opposed to the real dinosaurs, but the idea is good. 
the idea of this one is basically a, a replication of the Lost World, but just against a ticking time clock. Ollie asked about the other nods. There's, there's quite a few other little nods in the, in the film to the original, uh, obviously in the, in the house. Where, what's the girl's name? I've forgotten. Maisie. Maisie, where she's trapped in that like house lift and yeah. trying to bring yeah. the door down. I was obviously nodding back to the raptor scene in the kitchen the original when they're in the kitchen like cupboards trying to pull the thing down they did you know the bit in downstairs where they've got like the painted dinosaur backgrounds and you see the shadow it's all very similar all of which done less well yes we we, we all agree on that yeah and 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 um that thing she doesn't actually get stuck with pulling it down she just doesn't pull it down it's literally done for the film. Yeah. So as in the dinosaurs running towards this terrifying thing, she just waits to like the last possible thing and then just pulls it. But that, that's a small point. But all of those things are done and done less well. And what the movie was to me as well was more predictable than pretty much any movie I've seen in a very long time. Like, you know that when this super duper Indoraptor is terrorizing everyone at the end you know that blue is gonna help yeah because and again it's that thing of the t-rex turning up that literally happened as well in this one again that thing of oh he was once the baddie it's like terminator 2 <laughs> it's like Arnold schwarzenegger's character oh, he was once the baddie but now there's an even worse one he'll come in and protect us and that happens the t-rex again but it literally happens in every one the scene where they're on the edge of the cliff in that ball thing which kind of annoyed me in the first jurassic world anyway i didn't think that was i didn't think that was very well done but they're in these this ball and that actually goes off the edge of the cliff and into the water and all these dinosaurs falling in lava Uh, anyway um that's the same as the scene pretty much the same as the scene in uh, the lost world you know when they're in that trailer and it's dangling off the edge of the cliff and it's just like it's so tired and unless you're gonna do it really spectacularly well just don't do it at all Mm. do you think they are knowingly referencing the previous films not not just that they've like absorbed them and they think no they're they're definitely referencing them yeah i mean it's uncanny that the the uh girl in the Mm. lift in the house like it's literally the same no but that that, but i think that's what adam's saying like it's a nod they're not trying to do it better they're trying to wink at people that have seen yeah yeah, yeah. which 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 i think is annoying it's like my comment about in last jedi you know they bring r2d2 shows the footage that's shown in a new hope of princess leia and all that stuff and it's like a cheap trick but yeah it is because it's just you're nodding towards things that people did love you're not making anything new um and you're saying that there were glimpses of something that could be interesting equally the literally the shot or the image of the indoraptor um, reaching out, someone, I think it might have been Kermode, pointed out it's kind of like Nosferatu or something, yeah. reaching over the bed sheets, this long kind of spindly arm. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing image. Yeah. And even in, um, it was in Lost World, when there is a dinosaur in a city, because it's so weird to see, it was quite a, quite amazing. But this, they're just like flooded with dinosaurs. Yeah. And this one charges at all the people. It's Transformers with dinosaurs, and, isn't it? And also you said about the auction thing, that literally happens, that whole scene happens in the movie Black Sheep about killer sheep mm. so i really wonder if the uh, people who made this had watched black sheep i i enjoy i must say i did enjoy that sort of 20 seconds when the indoraptor's in the girl's bedroom and you do see that i did because that like brought up that thing of a kid of like being scared of dinosaurs and monsters i thought that was done really well but then it just became you know the transformers battle on the rooftop and i was just like this is and amazingly drudge. predictable amazingly predictable that lockwood was killed by rafe spall's mm. character once he had found out I think that this whole moment just like calls for a paraphrasing of an Ian Malcolm quote. So the filmmakers were so preoccupied with whether they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Very good. That's and also, very good, you, David. It is very, very good. good. And you could also say it's like, we're so preoccupied with how easily they could. That's the point as well. How easily they can just spit out another franchise film and it doesn't have to be good, but people would buy it. That's why I give these films so low ratings because they're incredibly lazy and they're sort of cynical. They, they think, oh, people won't mind. People won't mind if these characters don't make sense. People won't mind if the plot doesn't make sense. People won't mind if it's paper thin. It's insulting, isn't it? The yeah. sad thing is, though, that I think people are by and large entertained. Like, you know, as I've already said, you take out a lot of that that stuff and a lot of the legacy feelings we have towards these films and, and, and 
in parts that this film is really quite enjoyable and tense. And I think a lot of people will leave the cinema who aren't like massive film fans and stuff like that. And they'll go to it. It's kind of like what I said about Last Jedi when I was talking about that. Like they'll go away and they'll go, that was pretty entertaining. That was pretty good fun. Worth the price of admission. I yeah. think, yeah. I got certain, I got these four yeah. scenes of excitement. I was discussed Dave, um, obviously being a huge Jurassic Park fan. Where would you like to see the franchise going from here as in the next film? Because obviously it's left at the end that the dinosaurs roaming. I actually and I actually quite liked that shot of the T Rex on one rock and the was it a lion on the other rock, like roaring at each other. Mm. I quite I thought that was quite We didn't stay till the end good. either. There was a there's a post credit scene oh, with really? pterodactyls in Las Vegas. But what what do you think this franchise needs to sort of recover and uh, change complete tact? What what I think doesn't really matter because I know exactly what they're going to do, which is they're going to have dinosaurs out there in the real world terrorizing people, and they're going to do big action set pieces off the mm. back of it, and mm. and that's going to be what it's about. What I'd like them to do is, I think, what a lot of films do when they try and sort of reboot and do it well is go back to basics, like don't have all the dinosaurs in a film maybe have three of them do the less is more thing do the less is more thing have things like the dilophosaurus like terrorizing people if if they're going to do it in the real world have it that you know where has the dilophosaurus gone like what's that doing to like a small town and then make the film about that but then you do that and it's like a film about an alien invasion like the 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 problem is that the idea of Jurassic Park is brilliant but what we've got now is not that idea Mm. we have not got a theme park that is being set up for dinosaurs we have how could we get dinosaurs out into the world to make different kinds of films so i I think that's that's absolutely hitting the nail on the head really and it it feels to me like as is the case with a, a lot of films like this that people don't the people making it don't necessarily understand what was good about jurassic park and they think that what people love about Jurassic Park is dinosaurs. Everyone wants to see dinosaurs fighting each other. They want more dinosaurs, loads of dinosaurs. They don't understand it, and they also don't respect it. They don't respect how well made that great film was and how tension is built. What was staggering to me in this one, and Dave actually sort of mentioned this by saying that you didn't like the lava sequence. That's an amazing example of this. So instead of all the gradual build-up and the darkness and oh where's the goat gone in the original and the rain and the Mm. tension you have within seemingly minutes them being on the island we've got every single dinosaur pretty much having like a stampede chasing the others but that's not enough we've got a fully active volcano which is threatening to wipe out them all and yet i felt zero Mm -hmm. thrill but just thinking back to like cinema greats like hollywood greats films the whole less is more thing you think about the original alien it's obviously the film's called alien but there is small fragments of the alien in the film it's not like a constant it's a constant threat but it's always in the background likewise likewise with jaws like jaws is obviously about a big shark but again there's lots of scenes where the shark's not in it but it's in the background it's like that threat that like and and that's what's done so well in jurassic park is that there's not dinosaurs in every scene. They're there in the background as a constant threat. But with the newer films, it is literally just popcorn, eye candy. Yeah. How much can we throw at screen? And also, on the subject of that, one, one thing we didn't uh, touch on, and for me, like if you watch Jurassic Park back, was it 25 years old this week? Mm, 25 it years still old. stands up and it still looks absolutely incredible. And yes, apparently they use more animatronics in this one. A than little they did. more than in Jurassic World but for me it's obviously easier for CGI but like I, I still look at the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park original and they do look so real and in the new one they just you can tell they are generally computer generated and I've got no problem with people doing that because it's obviously easier and cheaper on a film budget to do something like that but it does take away the authenticity of like thinking that there's a dinosaur on the screen 100% and 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 Dave has said before that um and you probably, I imagine, still stand by this, that like they still haven't done a better like T-Rex or better no. dinosaur than the original Jurassic Park. They've had the King Kong movies. They've had all Barney. sorts of other things. Um, <laughs> yeah, apart from Barney, they haven't done a more realistic dinosaur. Mm. But like, a, yeah, like the robotic triceratops that's lying down is ill in Jurassic Park. Like it feels like that's a real animal. Yeah, absolutely. 
But when you've got them sort of stampeding out of that house at the very end to go off all their separate ways, you're like, none of those look real. Oh, or, yeah. wink, or winking at the screen. So, just very quickly. So, you know, the thing of this sort of James, uh, James Cromwell, um, Rafe Spall, Toby Jones, all of them can be like, why have they got involved? And But amongst all of them, actually, the one who probably has the most uh, cause for, be, for, for gripes it's the Triceratops, in, in fact, in the whole franchise, because in the first one, he's ill. He's just lying down. It's like my favourite dinosaur ever. It's like lying down, he's sick. And in this one, he just... He, do you remember how he turns up? He's just breathing on Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah. Just like sort of drooling on him and then just wanders off. He's just like, just use it better. Dave, I feel, I feel really sorry for you. You look really sad. I haven't seen you look this sad I want to cheer before. you up, though, because yeah. what you should remember is that it's not Spielberg and it's not Jurassic Park. It's yeah. like... It's like do you know what it's like? It's like Robert De Niro being in Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> you go, De Niro, you've done enough great stuff that fill your boots with Rocky and Bullwinkle. Do yeah. whatever you want. Al Pacino being in Geely. Yeah. It's just like, and, and it's even less bad than that thing because it's I, not Spielberg. Yeah, I won't love Jurassic Park any less for having watched this film. Probably love it more. He's got tears rolling down his cheeks That's as he sad. says this. <laughs> You know, I, I, you know, I've been pitching for the music to be played at my wedding endlessly. <laughs> I won't. I, yeah, I, this won't affect my love for that film. But it's just, I'm, it's just a bit disappointing. I think there's opportunities with these films, but they've, um, they, it's not a misstep. It's like a, a jump across a canyon or something. On the subject of Triceratops, can I give you a Triceratops fact that will blow your mind? Please do. I know this fact. You probably know it already, Patrick. The Triceratops, right, lived around 68 million years ago. The Stegosaurus lived between 155 and 150 million years ago. So the Stegosaurus is more ancient to the Triceratops than the Triceratops is to us. Us. Mind blown. Well, we're coming towards the end here. What have we learned? We've learned the name of the movie, Jurassic World 2, Fallen (laughs) Kingdom. What else have we learned? I think um, Dave's... Uh, use of the Dr. Malcolm line is actually a good summary for the movie. It's yes. the best thing he's ever done. It's, it's really... Who, Dave or, yeah. or Dr. Malcolm? With his life. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> also, don't get in a cage with an Indoraptor. Mm, That's yeah. a good, good tip. No matter how badly you want your bonus. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a huge cardboard box full of rats and then you feel something moving at your feet you don't go oh my god what was that it's a fucking rat <laughs> they're dinosaurs in the island stop going what was that all the time <laughs> wankers alright thanks everyone cheers see, Adam see you soon cheers, cheers. guys Um, what would you like me to say? Chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Strawberry milk. It's a trap! It's a trap! How is that? Is that too loud for everyone? Or can no, you that's not bad. That's not bad. I think that's all right. I'd rather it? not hear you at all. I'd rather not hear you at all. I'd rather not hear you at all. I'd rather not hear you. Asia, have you got enough height on that mic? You look like No, I'm stooping a bit. Yeah, more. you need to give it a bit of... Bit of... That's better. Run it right up in the grill piece. Get right Anyone in your grill. found to have knowledge of these events who fails to come forward <laughs> <laughs> will be treated as
Quidditch killed you. <laughs> that was Dr. Evil. Yeah, that was Dr. Evil. <laughs> yes, but mine was brilliant that I sent in and then Adam played like 10 seconds of it. I was hoping that you hadn't listened to that episode, actually. But I did, <laughs> and I heard all the abuse. I did, I did cut your review down to about 15 seconds from... Broke up my review. Six or seven minutes. You didn't listen all the way to the end, though, right? Uh, I listened all the way to the end, yes. You didn't listen to the outtakes? Yes. <laughs> I listened to the outtakes. For any listeners who didn't hear our solo review or didn't make it all the way through to the end, yeah, Patrick <laughs> sent in a review that he recorded as a sort of voice clip he sent in on, mm. uh, to us to play. Won't make that mistake again. <laughs> and uh, I have put in the outtakes, the recording of us listening to his yeah. review. Yeah, about four seconds in, they say, oh, we can cut most of this. <laughs> That's after they've been waffling on for an hour and ten. <laughs> You're going like, yeah, Solo, I thought it was quite a good film. The guy who plays Han Solo was good, and Dave's like, cut this, cut all this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get rid of most of this. Yeah, brutal. Chocolate milk! Where, we'll cut this. No, you do it first. I do it, but you, I don't, I don't you, do it first. You go like, uh, as soon as I say something like, he made it his own thing, you say, like, oh, we yeah, can cut yeah, loads yeah, of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then it's Baff, who, and all of you, and I'm just like, yeah, Woody Halston's got a lot of big range he's in. So like, ah! <laughs> he's named another one. <laughs> Ooh, he watches films. Can we do a yeah, um, you acapella? Be, you need to get in. Can we do an acapella thing of uh, inception? snogging the mic, really, Dave. Like this close is... That's going to be way too loud now. In our ears. Ears. Yeah, yeah, way too loud. That is, that is loud. I think it was actually fine before. See, how's that? I still think that might be a bit too loud. How is that from now? Chocolate milk! <laughs> Unbelievable. What a legend. Coolest guy in the world. And uh, after me. <laughs> we'll cut that. Yeah. yeah, we should cut that. Life has found a way again. Good. That's good. Well read. Oh, by the way, this, yeah, I can hear breathing. Does that matter? Does that need to be? I think it's Macca, but I can... Because um... no, I'm, I'm a heavy breather through my nose as well, so I tend to like... I'll try away, but I don't know if it's necessary. I, I wouldn't worry about it. If it's, if it's an issue, I can, okay. I can cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> you regret saying that when you're editing. It's like Martin Keown, isn't it? Yeah. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jurassic World 2, Fallen Kingdom. <laughs>